tune story about Association Island with the radio tunes. And I guess that was passed down to you from somebody in the family? Or, or what? From my uh, father, who worked there as a teenager back during the uh, Prohibition. And uh, he uh, said he unloaded crate after crate of radio tubes that GE sent in to the island. And you'd pick up a radio tube, turn it upside down, and pull a cork out of the bottom, and there'd be four or five shots of whiskey in there. And that's how, one way anyway, they got some of their uh, prohibition booze into the island. So the thought was that they were uh, bringing it over on the boats with them? Yeah, yeah, just as radio tubes, uh, nobody knew or thought about the fact that why would uh, Association Island have thousands of radio tubes that were necessary to have, but they didn't question it. Nobody's going to question GE boys when they were shipping electronics. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, what was your dad's connection there? What was he doing there and at what time? Well, he, uh, of course, his uh, grandfather owned it, and uh, my grandfather was kind of the caretaker for quite a few years during those early years that GE owned it. And my dad's father, my grandfather. Let me stop for a second. Reference your grand, use your grandfather's name. Okay. So it, it, as we cut this and do the editing, we, we're using first names so we know who he's Okay. My great grandfather, Winfred Hovey, owned Hovey Island and Association. And he ended up being the caretaker of association for a few years after he sold it. And one of his sons, Claude Hubby, bought uh, a farm on Snowshoe just before you get to uh, Snowshoe. And that's where my dad uh, lived. My dad was actually born on Hubby Island in that uh, house that was my great-grandfather's. But anyway... So dad was raised there all the way through his teenage years and went to uh, the Henderson School. It was before Henderson Central School. And he worked summers when he got to be old enough, not only on the farm, but over at GE Island at Association. And what he did was just what any teenager would be asked to do, uh, various chores, working. Uh, kitchen, uh, taking care of boats, whatever. And uh, that's about all I know about what he did. But I know he worked there two, a couple of summers anyway. The understanding I had was that GE was feeling a little cramped and they primarily needed a golf course or an expansion for a golf course. So they yeah. Looked the second island, uh, which is where the, uh, the inn and the farm was, right? Uh, it's my understanding they did uh, do some things there, but I'm not sure what. On the end of Hovey Island towards Association, today there's a stone chimney, and that used to be called the Brown Cottage. And somebody uh, before, I think even GE was there, had that. But what GE did with the Hovey Island uh, other than have it just be a storage area or where my <clears throat> great-grandfather and other caretakers lived, I don't have any uh, information uh, about that. 
was told they hauled some boats up on the land there and stored them for winter. Probably did, because there was a big barn there. Yeah. Yeah, and of course you couldn't drive across the causeway in those days. The only way you could get there is by boat or with wading in some pretty wild water out across that bar. <laughs> I've got a nice picture of an old Jeep driving through that water, and I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have done it because it was pretty high up around the sides. That's of the right, that's right, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, so, I, I've never been able to figure out where the name Warner's Island came from. I presume it had to do with the Warner's from Warner's Inn. But have you any history of that? I'm not familiar, Tim, with Warner's. It was previously called Warner's. I don't know, Tim. Uh, I just don't know. I never heard that name associated with that. I know Davis Island and Sixtown and all that, but I don't know about Warner. Yeah. Now, you mentioned something else to me that your dad passed along to you, and that was down near the farm in, mm -hmm. in the Cove there. Right. Cove area during uh, Prohibition as well. Right. When you come down the little slope, uh, of uh, Snowshoe Road and take a kind of a sharp left. There's a little cove there and there were no cottages close by. The trailers weren't there. It was an orchard. The Rounds had an orchard there. And uh, Dad tells me that during Prohibition, the boats would come across from Canada, pull in there in the middle of the night, and quite often he'd go down and help them unload. And then they'd take the booze somewhere and take the boat and go back to Canada. Now why would he help them unload, just out of the goodness of his heart? Well, I think they probably paid him five dollars and uh, he was a young teenager and always ready for uh, some adventure and one person told him about it and he probably snuck out of the house to actually do it, I don't know. But he was within a hundred yards of the place where he lived, so. Five dollars is a lot of money. Oh, that's right. And, and he probably wasn't alone. There were probably several other farm families who were... Uh, well, uh, there were probably another teenager or so with him, but uh, uh, I think he just sort of had that as a little job on the side to, and didn't advertise it very much. <laughs> That's a great memory to pass down. All right, Stan, strictly because of editing purposes, I'd, I'd like you to tell me the story again about um, what was passed on to you by your dad um, about prohibition at Association Island and what he told you about uh, what some of the TV guys were doing now. Okay. Uh, during prohibition, of course, uh, General Electric uh, had owned the island and was running it, bringing people there. And quite a lot of the uh, uh, bootleg whiskey came in to the island from Canada and was offloaded by other people. But Dad uh, remembers as a boy working there as a teenager, offloading from the barge that came from Henderson Harbor with supplies and people, unloading cases of radio tubes. And in those days, all the radios had big radio tubes, maybe five or six inches high. And he'd store those cases and then they'd take those tubes out of the case, tip them upside down, and there'd be a cork in the bottom. He'd pull the cork out, not him, but other people would. He probably got a couple of them. And inside there'd be four or five shots of whiskey. And that's how they smuggled 
some of their bootleg whiskey into General Electric Island. They're in Prohibition. Well, uh, I remember uh, my grandfather and grandmother living in that house that was the Twin Elms Farm. In the winter, they would ice boat across the harbor and go to dances in Henderson Harbor and come back. And that's something that just is not done anymore and has not been done for years and years, but was a common kind of activity that people did in the winter back in the 1915s, 1920, and so on. Ice boat races, I've read a lot about. Probably did, yeah. 